There's a spirit at Bryan Health, a passion that says we can make it better, stronger, to raise our kids, to build our future, to move forward together. It's time for Bryan Health Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. How does someone know that they need to have their knee replaced? Is there a way to delay having knee surgery or other treatment options before surgery? My guest today is Dr. Matt Reckmeyer. He's an orthopedic surgeon with Lincoln Orthopedic Center. Welcome to the show, Dr. Reckmeyer. So let's talk about the knee. It's such an important joint, such a base for so many things that we do. When does knee pain signal something more serious? Well, anytime you have knee pain, there's the potential for for some significant, you know, problem being going on, I should say. Um, pain is not a normal thing. Once you know why you're having the pain, then it's, it's easier to decide, you know, what you need to do. But the, the, the fact that knee pain is present would be a signal that there's something wrong. So we use that as our main guide to, to developing a, a treatment program. So we all get a little knee pain here and there, or maybe it's the shoes that we're wearing, something along those lines. So when does it turn to the fact where you might possibly need a new knee? Well, most of the time, uh, you don't need a knee replacement when you're young. Although we don't hold people's age against them, is what I usually tell patients, that you you could be unlucky and develop knee arthritis in a premature fashion, most of the time, you're you're at least in your mid fifties or later um, before you start to develop the kind of degenerative changes that lead us to to a knee replacement. Some people have injury when they're younger, and that can predispose to earlier degenerative changes to occur. But if you if you haven't had any any kind of an injury and you just start to develop pain in your knee as you age that's kind of a clue to us that there is a possibility that you might be looking at something in the order of a knee replacement. Okay, so now what about things, your first line of defense? If someone comes to you and they have knee pain, do we do cortisone shots, bracing, icing, exercises? What do you do for them first? Um, Actually, all those things are on the list. What I usually tell people, um, they have three basic categories of treatment. One is self-care, which includes... Um, you know, the -the over-the-counter anti-inflammatory medications, which oftentimes people have already started. Um, Use of a knee support brace is oftentimes helpful. Uh, Intermittent ice treatments, sometimes the topicals like Icy Hot and other uh, products of that nature can be quite helpful to help manage the pain. Of course, none of these things have an impact directly on the disease process itself. Um, Really, the only thing that stops the degenerative change is the surgery. But at the same time, if we can manage the pain, the the process progresses slow enough that you can oftentimes get several years of non-operative treatment before you actually have to have surgery. The second area that we oftentimes use would be the more limited injection type of treatments. Cortisone shots are, are the mainstay of the injection. There are some other products on the market now. Um, uh, FDA-approved what we call visco injections, which is originally a uh, chicken comb uh, product, but it's hyaluronic acid, um, is a lubrication factor that can be helpful. There are some other things being tried that are not really mainstream and they're not approved. There's some stem cell things out there and that kind of stuff, but there's really no good uh, 
uh, medical evidence that those things are of very much help at this point in time. So then if they've tried the hyaluronic acid or a cortisone shot, non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, exercises to strengthen their quadriceps, hamstrings, calves, all of these things you're recommending and none of them are working, what's involved in knee replacement surgery? Well, the operation is, is um, a pretty standard procedure. There are several little um, variations, but the general idea is basically a resurfacing operation that replaces the ends of the bone of the femur on the thigh, the tibia on the lower leg, and then the, the posterior or the backside of the kneecap or the patella. And that involves, you know, typically an incision in the front of the knee somewhere between four and five inches in length. Um, the um, operation takes somewhere around an hour or so to do, and you're in the hospital. Usually, at least overnight, most patients are staying a two-night stay. There are some some centers around the country that are that are promoting outpatient knee replacements. Most of those people are having partial knee replacements. Um, but in in the overall picture, most people do better if they have someone with some expertise keeping an eye of them overnight. And, uh, you know, a day or two of getting started on their rehab, and then they can progress on from there. So you mentioned partial knee replacement. What's the difference between a, a partial knee replacement and a full knee replacement? Um, well, the knee is made up of two main condyles. We call medial and lateral condyles, which are the weight-bearing part of the joint. And some patients will just develop a more aggressive deterioration on one or the other, and if the if the other half still looks in, to be in pretty good shape, especially if you're younger, um, at least that's how we typically look at it, a younger patient might be a better candidate for a partial, anticipating that over time they might have to proceed to a total. But um, a partial is just basically half the knee, and you, you resurface the end of the thigh bone on the inside or the outside half and, and resurface the, the thigh or the uh, tibia on the lower leg. Um, it's a little less surgery. Um, it still takes, it doesn't take a whole lot less time to do it because you have to balance what's still there and you have to be a little more precise on the procedure. But the um, the overall recovery seems to go a little easier for the patients. They don't have so much trauma to their joint and they can get up and get moving a little faster. It still takes, you know, several weeks for full recovery though. So let's speak about life after knee replacement and how fast can they get into physical therapy and get moving again and work range of motion and get that knee so that it really does what they want it to do? Actually, we start the therapy um, the same day of the operation. The uh, patients come out of the operating room, typically, uh, say, a morning operation. They'll have a session of physical therapy in the afternoon, um, starting with mainly just getting up and starting to weight bear and to walk. Um, the, the range of motion is one of the more difficult things after knee surgery, so the therapist gets started on a little bit of, of bending and straightening exercises. Uh, but we start that right away. Usually by the end of a couple of weeks, people are walking around, you know, with their cane just for a little balance and support. And typically in, you know, less than a month, you can walk pretty well um, through your normal daily activities. Then afterwards, what do you recommend to people about exercise, sports, weekend warriors, and how they should treat that new knee? Well, really, the only real restriction is avoiding high impact with knee replacement. Um, 
the the parts are not the same as your own biology, and so we try to have people limit their their um, their impact things such as jogging or jumping or things like that. But I let my patients do pretty much anything else, including um, certainly hiking, um, swimming is an excellent activity, bicycling, playing golf, or even tennis. Um, all those types of things are on the okay-to-do list. We do have an occasional patient um, who likes to go out and do the the 5K um, runs, but if if you're more of a shuffle runner, then I guess that's okay. But anybody who likes to compete in more vigorous, vigorous things such as, say, basketball and and jogging and that kind of thing, that's really the only thing we try to restrict. Now give us your best advice, Dr. Reckmeyer, for prevention of possibly not needing a new knee. What do you tell people every day about keeping their knees healthy? Such an important joint. Well, um, some of it you can't really prevent. If you're genetically predisposed, if grandma and grandpa both had their knees replaced and, you know, that kind of of medical background or history is in your genetics, then it's probably something you couldn't necessarily avoid. But if you if you live a pretty healthy lifestyle, maintain a healthy body weight, keep good strength in your legs, um, good nutrition, all play a role in in maintaining um, you know healthy joints in general. I I don't know that we have any good medical science to tell us you know there is any kind of superfood that will prevent arthritis. Um, but if you're reasonable with your joints and, and take good care of yourself overall, you're probably doing the best that you can. And why should they come to Brian Health for their care? Well, Brian has had a, an excellent track record over the years of, of uh, good quality care. They're on the, on the cutting edge of the uh, technology, um, and I think they're, they, they provide just a great environment for people to um, have their, their general health care overall in addition to their, their orthopedic surgical care. Thank you so much, Dr. Reckmeyer, for being with us today. You're listening to Brian Health Radio. And for more information about knee and joint replacement surgery, you can go to brianhealth.org. That's brianhealth.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.